Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening, welcome to episode 39 of the Island Sports Talk podcast. We're recording right before this huge Thursday night Packers at Cardinals game. We break that down. Some trade deadline news. The Colts. The Colts, baby, we're almost back. We'll see what happens on Sunday, but I'm hyped about it. Stern got a much-needed buy. Flops and ballers. 200-point lineup. A fun, fun episode. We get to the point. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. If you like Alright, alright, alright. We'll start it off the top this time. It is Thursday, October 28th. We'll get the date out of the way immediately so we don't have to do it at the very end. Yes, but it is yes. Thursday. We got, uh, we got, unfortunately it's a watered down version of what was supposed to be one of the best games of the season due to all these injuries. But we'll save that for later. But, you know, we're in prime football mode considering this football game is going to be airing as soon as we're done with this. Yeah. Uh, should be exciting. I know you're hoping for bad, bad things to I'm, happen. Uh, to the I, even though I predicted the Packers to win this game, and we'll, we'll get there with ha- where my prediction stands, I'm praying that I'm wrong. I'm praying that the Cardinals win this game. I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get there later on, but that's yeah, just we'll how. get there. We'll close the show out with it, which makes even more sense because literally it'll be airing 20 minutes after we talk about it, so there's really no better time. But, I mean, we talked about it. Prior, you know, in the pre-show, uh, the weekly picks. This was brutal. This this was rough. Six and seven on the week for Stern. Nine and four for me. Got got some much needed separation because you were breathing down my throat. So now I, we're um, fifty nine and thirty two, sixty four and twenty seven. I meant to say breathing down my neck. I, I messed that up. But yeah, uh, explain yourself. Made a made a lot of bad picks, and I'm gonna blame it on waiting too long to to make my picks. I mean, if you look now, I already made my picks for this week because I don't like seeing your picks because it makes me think too much about the picks. I, I want to pick different teams than you. I, I, I overthink things I shouldn't overthink. And I'm going into Sunday Night Football rooting for the Saints to find out I took the Seahawks. So I, again, paying more attention to them, making sure I'm rooting for the right damn teams. And I even took the bold prediction. I took the Colts winning in San Francisco, and I still took the 49ers. So same as last week. I got to do it again this week. Pay more attention. Yeah, and, you know, it makes sense considering you are a couple games behind. But, I mean, it's still early, and it was close. So desperation mode wasn't necessarily needed yet. Maybe if we get to, like, week 15 or 16, that's when you're truly going to have to chase. But – I mean, we're still five games apart. It's not not too much. And, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes on. I mean, that was definitely a nice little bump 
But I have a feeling, I mean, especially, and we'll get into it in like a couple minutes, maybe five to ten minutes. Uh, This week is another, you know, kind of toss-up week. So I wouldn't be surprised if we have three or four separate games again because, you know, we usually hit on the gimmies. You know, we're always on, you know, on the same page with that. But there's a bunch of toss-up games, so I'm sure, you know, there'll be a disparity. I did see that you picked already. Uh, I did. I did. I wanted to get that out because, I mean, again, we're on the same page a lot, so I'm not even picking the same pick solely to, you know, remain ground. I'm I'm making my picks based off of what I think, and, you know, we'll see. I'm due for a bad week, which is scary. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I did have a 9-7 and week, which, you know, isn't great, but if there there was a week to catch up on you, it was this week, but – we really do have some barn burners, man. I mean, the Panthers and the Falcons, which now doesn't look like that great of a game. Um, Jaguars and Seahawks, I'm taking the Jags. I mean, I'm getting pretty risky here, but um, we'll see. I mean, the Chiefs and Giants, I'm not sold on the or I'm not sold on the Chiefs. I mean, we, we got a lot to discuss, and I'm not going to talk too much about it now, but we'll see. Next yeah, week I, is going to be crazy. You know what? I might, you know, you know, I might spontaneously add a bold little thing at some point in this episode because I have some bold things to say. But once again, and I think I think at the bottom of the episode, I'm going to change it up this week. And I, I said it last week when we picked our game of the week. We found ourselves, you know, you know, following the crowd, picking what seems to be the best matchup. And it usually isn't, you know, the two best teams that have the best game. And that's exactly the case this week. But again... You know, it's a game involving the Ravens, except they were on the other side. They got their asses kicked by the Bengals. And I, you know, I made such a stupid point last week, too, because I picked it as the game of the week. And I said I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens won by three touchdowns. So that thinking is just stupid on its own, because, if you know, you think it's going to be a blowout, then what the hell are you doing picking it as the game of the week? So there's my blunder. And then it just couldn't be more opposite. And honestly... It was refreshing to see, I must say. If you were going to see a blowout, I'm glad the Bengals blew them out because the Ravens typically blow them out. And it well, was uh, it was a good sight. It was a good sight. We'll save the the, the Ravens-Bengals discussion for a little bit later. But, no, I, I mean, I took, <laughs> I took this game thinking that it, it wasn't the clear-cut game of the week. I mean, I thought I was surprised when you took it. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be that crazy. Um but really, I thought it was going to be competitive, but it really turned out to be the Bengals show and the Jamar Chase show. Um, good for Jamar Chase by being able to catch the ball now. Good for you. I mean, I think yeah. we can put that one behind us. I think that's done. Yeah, that, one's, that one's put to bed. Um, and I do just want to bring it up. I know it wasn't a recap of our game of the week, but recap of our Thursday night football scores. I mean, we did not predict yeah. the team right, but God damn it, I picked 17 to 14, and you picked 16 to 14. We just had the, the game. We just had the wrong team. Had the wrong team, but good for us for actually getting that point. Yeah, that was cool. That was good. They both start with BRO, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it it was just another dud, which is a shame. So, you know, I'm sure we'll have different games of the week. But, I mean, different games of this upcoming week. But what was your game of this week? You know, I – we talk about this a lot in this episode, but I really don't remember a worse week of football 
the only positive was beating Nami in the two quarterback league, even though I started David Mills, who scored less than five points. I mean, he had Geno Smith, but he at least put up 11 to 13 points. So come on, David Mills, get your shit together. I mean, I lost to you. Just I, if I started anyone else other than Jacoby, uh, Jacoby Myers in my flex, any other starting player, I would have beaten you. Um, I lost to Winchester well in the league. dynasty league after, you know, I shit on my team, but I still don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lost to Winchester, which is just becoming a regular thing, which is unfortunate, but uh, five game losing streak, but this week wasn't exciting at all. Other than the Colts winning in San Fran. I mean, we love to see that, but if I really yes, had a big game of the week for me, it was the dolphins and Falcons. Um, before I really get into the game, just watching Tua, I don't see that he has any zip on his throws. I mean, I don't know if it's because he's a lefty, but he's throwing these balls, and it looks like he's kind of Teddy Bridgewater floating them in there. I just don't feel like he has that zip behind the ball. But, but just like Teddy Bridgewater, he places the ball beautifully. I mean – only spots that the receivers can catch, especially Gasecki. I feel like he's always throwing to Gasecki in the perfect spot for only him to get the catch. Um, really, though, the first half was barely entertaining. Tua had an interception in the red zone right before halftime, but that can't happen. You got to come away with at least three points to tie it going into half, 10-10. But instead, you throw the interception with like 30 seconds left. Gives Matt Ryan enough time to go down and kick a field goal to make it 13-7. to So, Tua, you played well, but you didn't play it well enough to win the game. I think that a lot of the media hyped him up for playing well, but he had too many turnovers. I mean, the two interceptions weren't pretty, really costly. Um, I think they led to him losing. And, I mean, if you want to blame Sanders for the missed field goal or the blocked field goal, should I say, then I guess you could do that. But... Really, it's just another game-winning drive by Matt Ryan with Young Hoo Koo kicking the field goal. And Kyle Pitts, welcome to the NFL. Welcome. Welcome. Two weeks ago. Yeah, Pitts has finally arrived. And I know you said make sure you have a backup game of the week. But, I mean, there truly was no other game better than this. Which, yeah. is, you know, goes to show what kind of week this was. And we thought last week was bad. Like, you know, we talked about it last week, how week six – this week was this week was worse – we only had two, uh, two one-score games, um, and then you had the Saint Seahawks game. But anyone who thought that was a good football game needs to get slapped. But yeah, I had Falcons Dolphins as well. Game-winning field goal. Uh, unfortunately, the six-week uh, streak of overtime games is over. No overtime for the first time this season, which is very, very disappointing because you know that was a cool streak to start the year. But, yeah, I mean, you pretty much covered everything. And just to get on Tua, like, yeah, he had a solid stat line, but it's those turnovers. And his turnovers are never just turnovers. One, they're they're just bad. Like, it's not like a great play by DB. It's usually kind of a gimme. And they're in brutal, brutal situations. So, you know, it's just like double jeopardy there. And uh, that's tough. Uh, I mean, you look at the yardage. He's had the past two games, and I know yards isn't the best basis always, especially when you're on a losing team. But I, I can't put it only on him because it is teams both on game-winning field goals. But, I mean, the Dolphins were a team a lot of people believed, you know, were about to take a nice little step or at least be another wild-card contender. 
and now you're losing to the Falcons and the Jags, and now you're one and one and uh, one and six. It's, it's not pretty. It, it's not. Good. It's not pretty. But and yeah, this one, yes. Go ahead. It, the the whole tour thing. It really is. I do feel bad for him. I, I don't know where the blame is to throw around, but you said it best. I mean, they're really just ill-advised turnovers that are leading his team to lose the game. If you take away those two interceptions, especially the one in the end zone before halftime, Dolphins probably win that game. So yeah. something's got to change. For sure. Um, we'll, we'll address that in, you know, <laughs> about five to ten minutes. Um, but, yeah, just to go over it one more time, you know, if you want to include the Thursday night game as well, you had four total games out of the 13 that were a one-score game. But none of those were really great. I mean, as a Colts fan, obviously, I'm happy. For the weather, though, maybe this is bias. It wasn't as bad a game as I was expecting. Like, I was yeah. expecting more of a St. Seahawks-style game. Yes. But, I mean, you had 48 points. You had some big plays. Was there a lot of sloppiness? Yes. Was it the best indication of how each team is probably not you know I can get hammered for bias I think on a neutral field regular weather anything I think the Colts still are winning that game um so I don't and, and they're a dome team anytime a dome team goes into the elements and wins the the other team really doesn't have much of an excuse in my opinion I um, um to, to yeah, kind of bounce off of that I I think that yeah. win is massive for, oh, for sure I, I really do. I take away the weather too. I mean, I give you guys the win, like you said, on the neutral field. That really showed what you guys are capable of to the media, to the people on Twitter, whatever you want to call it. That the Colts are here and they're real. You just had to give them some time to get healthy. This I'm, this Sunday is the real indication. I'm, yes. I'm like slowly back yeah. in. Slowly, I did say it would take five straight wins. Well, if they win on Sunday, honestly, five straight is realistic because then it's the Jets and the Jags even though they always struggle with the Jags, but they got to win this week. The season, you know, there's not many must-wins this early. Well, I can't even say this early. We're basically at the halfway point already, which it's getting to that time where it's like, wow, it's already this week, and it's, yeah, it's already week eight. I can't believe that. Dude, but, it's it's crazy how fast time is flying. Like, I think it's absurd. Like, this would be a huge win for the Titans as well, but you – like they don't need like they'll still be in first if they win. If yeah. the Colts lose this game, the season's basically over because then you got, you know, you're three and five. Tennessee will be six and two. You got to win three more games than Tennessee the rest of the season, which is just very, very unlikely because you're in the zero and two hole already. If well, you that's like so. what what Darius Leonard came out and said. I mean, he doesn't yeah. say it's a must win, but this week is a must win for you guys. And honestly, hundred percent. I, I'm going to put us there, too. I mean, I don't want to talk about the clown teams yet, but it, Vikings against the Cowboys, a massive primetime game. We'll, we'll get there. We'll discuss it more. But e- either it's a must-win or a must-be competitive. Yeah, next week that's, will be a very telling episode of how the week went. We'll, we'll see. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll save it for the end. I mean, when we're you know riding a little high, when our teams are winning, or we have a big game coming up, it's going to be very hard for us to avoid talking about them. But – a nice little voice crack, but we'll get to them later. Uh, unfortunately, this is still going on despite everything they did. You know, they put that Dan Campbell was playing Madden on Sunday, he was playing Madden. You know, two fake punts that both worked the the punt, uh, not the punt, the onside, 
lost by nine. I mean, the entire time, I was like, are they going to pull it off? They did not. The Detroit Lions are now 0-7. They're due for a win. And I said it a couple weeks ago, it's coming this week. I promise you it is coming this week. You can take down that flag behind you. Jalen Hurts will get his, you know, garbage time, 10 fantasy points when they're down by double digits in the fourth. Detroit is winning this week, and the winless watch will end. You want to hear this madness? (laughs) I'm starting Jalen Hurts over Patrick Mahomes this week. I would do it too. I I am done with Mahomes. We'll get there. We'll get there. But, but, I think you're wrong. I think my lord and savior, Jalen Hurts, does pull it out and win. But, nope. The Lions will get their first win against the Steelers coming out of their bye week. That is my prediction. They will beat the okay. Steelers. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, there you go. There's already one disparity of our picks. So one of us is going to gain ground or lose ground there. So that, that's, a, that's a start. Uh, but, yeah, Lions will be 1-7 after, <laughs> after summer. Right. And we'll – We'll find out in, you know, four and a half, five hours if this is still going. This was the game that you said uh, they would lose. Obviously, you know, there's a little a little uh, complications. And this is, this, is, this is tough to say because, you know, we close out the show with our Thursday night predictions. So do we want to do a little uh, cliffhanger and, and leave our Cardinals thoughts till the let's, end? Let's leave the cliffhanger, but all I'm going to say is that you got a depleted wide receiver room. No one, no Adams, no two Lazard, no three Marquez Valquez, Val, something, MVS. MVS. <laughs> uh, that's, all, that's all I'll say there. And then uh, J.J. Watt, man. Not, oh, not God. That was brutal. Just sucks after he's been having a really, really good year. So that sucks. And then Hopkins is going to be on a limited basis. I mean, it really is the worst time for this Thursday night football game on both sides. So hoping for yeah. a good game, hoping for a competitive game, but just disappointing. It's all. We'll we'll leave the cliffhanger there. The annoying thing is, why couldn't this just be the Monday night game? Like, what yeah. made them think that Giant? Like, I know I was a little higher on the Giants than most, but I still wouldn't make that a Monday night game. Like, what are we doing? Falcons Panthers easily could have been Thursday, and then Cardinals. Obviously, this is hindsight. You know, is. is this is all in hindsight because of all the complications that are going on. Uh, because obviously, you know, if this game wasn't on a Thursday, Lazard could play. Yeah. I think. I don't uh, know. Lazard, guidelines could confuse me. I think Devontae would 100% be playing. That's all I do know. And that's that's huge. Yes. Yes. You got uh, it. Right. Hopkins is probably limited solely of the fact that he got a little banged up, but the game is on a short week. It is what it is. You know, we're just a little salty, but I'm sure it'll still be a great game nonetheless. Yeah. So, trading deadline is coming up Tuesday, November 2nd at 4. You know, instead of complaining about bye weeks and injuries this week, we're talking about trades. So, briefly, we'll uh, run down who's already been traded. The Ertz trade happened, you know, a couple weeks ago. We, we yeah, ran we over that. Actually picked up Ertz in the league, so that was that was pretty cool. I don't know why he was a free agent. Mark Ingram, wow, Mark Ingram, returning to New Orleans. That's we love that. Kenny Young, I, I just just to just to be a filler, uh, <laughs> I threw him in there. Not that anyone cares. Uh, rotational linebacker from the Rams to the Broncos. Oh, Stephen Weatherly. 
Stephen Weatherly oh, yeah, from the Vikings, Vikings to the Broncos right? as well because the Broncos yeah. have eight yeah. linebackers on injured reserve. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just tough. The poor Kenny Young, though, you're going to what was likely, you know, a Final Four NFL team to a team that is not. And then Joe Flacco, are you worried? I'm terrified. Worried? I'm terrified. Gardner Minshew is coming for dealing with Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think I'm, it's I'm, I'm curious because I know Mike White is going to be quarterback this week for the Jets, but I'm wondering the Colts next Thursday is the game against the Jets. Wonder if Joe Flacco is going to be starting or it's going to be Mike White. We'll see. But those are the trades that have already happened. I'll save the Eagle bashing for a little later if, if, if it even comes up. But yeah, you should be terrified. Gardner Minshew's coming. I know. And then I'll save the big dog for later. Yes. Uh, Marlon Mack. I mean, I said four weeks ago he'd be traded. Still hasn't. I mean, I've just been clinging on to him on my fantasy rosters, looking like an asshole. So we'll see what happens if he finally gets traded. For some reason, people are interested in Evan Ingram. I mean, if you're interested in drops and fumbles and very crucial moments of games, he's your guy. Melvin Ingram couldn't be happier to join the Steelers, and he wants out desperately. Jamison Crowder, you know, he's a solid guy, solid slot guy. You know, he'd probably help a few teams. I wouldn't really mind him either. I kind of want the Colts to make a move or two. Kyle Fuller, Xavier Howard, I saw you added. I mean, and that's because I know you want him desperately. I would do dark things for Xavier Howard. I wouldn't give up a first. I wouldn't give up a second, but I'd give up a third because of his contract. And then you'd have yeah. to rework it. And that's oh. where they're a little – that's where the Dolphins are a little screwed because that contract will prevent a first-round pick. And the Rams have given up all their firsts, so they're not going to give you a first. Yes. They might be able to swing a second, but I think a third is probably the most realistic due to the contract. Yeah. And, and him then, wanting a new contract as well. Yeah. So that's that's a fluid situation. And then DeAndre Hopkins, I mean it just it just doesn't stop and it's not gonna stop. Uh do you see him getting traded? Wait, Deshaun Watson? What did I say? DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, yeah, I just because I just yeah. Yeah. Imagine he got traded. I just got an alert that he's active, so there, there, there we go. Good. Deshaun Thank Watson. You. Deshaun and Watson, man. I you think he's getting traded. We have he, now five days till the trading deadline. He officially waived his no-trade clause to the Dolphins. I heard that the Panthers are out on him because he did not uh, waive his no-trade clause to the, uh, to the ban- Panthers. To the Panthers. Um, I think he gets traded. Um I wouldn't be completely shocked if it was some sort of super insane three-way trade, four-way trade, whatever. I think he's going to be on the move. And, I mean, the commissioners come out. Goodell has come out and said he will start the day he gets traded. So he's going to play. He's going to play if he gets traded. It's crazy. The allegations against him are insane. But they are allegations. And it's It's nuts. Yeah, it's I like we'll see. I mean, I really I truly don't know. It's something that continues to baffle me because I have no clue. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, just for, you know, the entertainment and you know, storyline sake, I do hope he gets traded because that's just a huge thing to talk about. Implications everywhere. So we'll monitor that. Obviously, by the time we record next week, the trading deadline will have come and gone. So we'll do another update there. Next week will be a fun episode, but we're here. So let's not talk about next week. Let's talk about now. Uh, yeah, that's that's our trading deadline piece. Next week, I'm sure it'll be a little more, you know, in-depth because that's when moves, more moves 
will actually have happened, and we don't need to talk about Kenny Young and Stephen Weatherly going to the Broncos. No, we don't. No, we don't. But our favorite time, we'll start with flops. Flops and ballers, you know, it's been consistent the entire way. So I start us it. off. Start oh, us off man. with the flops. Man, this was brutal. I mean, like we've said it time and time again. I'm going to beat it with a dead horse. This week sucked. This week was so not entertaining, and there were flops all over the place. You could have honestly made an argument to just write week seven. We could have, yes. We could have literally had a podcast on all of the flop teams. Two-hour podcast on flop team after flop team. I mean, the last place Kansas City Chiefs, the Bears, the Panthers, the Texans, the Ravens, the Washington football team, the Jets. And honestly, to me, the Saints and the Seahawks were both flops. (laughs) I don't care if they played against each other. They were flops. Um, I mean, this was a horrific week of football. I don't know who to pick because so many teams flopped, but the biggest elephant in the room is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, the last place Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't know what the fuck is happening in Kansas City, but it was time to hit the panic button, and now it is full-time, full-alert panic. I mean, I literally don't even know if they're going to beat the Giants this week. I did not take the Chiefs against the Giants because I'm scared that the Giants can win. I don't know. That's scary. But, Patty Mahomes, not only are you losing, but you aren't even playing well enough to help your team win. Seven fantasy points ain't going to cut it. And then after you lose the game, you have to watch your brother and your wife make TikToks dancing around you. I mean, rough. You got all the money in the world. You got more money than God, but you're really in a rough position right now. And now you know what the NFL is like. I mean, it's not all daisies and roses dynasties. You're going to go through some rough patches. And maybe this is the best thing for the Chiefs, but I'm hitting the panic button. If you want a real overreaction, and you're right, it's a very big you know, slap in the face of reality because Mahomes is only known thriving. But if you want to just overreact and panic, it's already signs of Aaron Rodgers. You know, won his first Super Bowl. You thought three or four would come. This is not a Super Bowl team, and the way it's structured, it won't be for a couple seasons. But that's an overreaction. I, I will. I know, like it. I like it. To take clarify it. that. I'm not saying it won't happen, but that's, you know, the overreaction take that's circulating. Uh, but, yeah, before I go into my flop, because I figured you'd pick the Chiefs, so I, I had a second one. I almost didn't pick the Chiefs because I thought you were going to pick the Chiefs, but I oh, just that didn't. Uh, that's that's why people don't get voted in the Hall of Fame. You're like, oh, people are going to pick this, so I'm not going to. And then, you know, it's, it's just a shit show. But I'll just tell you right now, I'll tip my hand. I'm picking the Giants to beat the Chiefs. I made a claim that they're going to beat them, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't really care. I'm not losing anything. I, I'm just going with it because – you know, I'm usually high on the Giants, like an idiot. But from what I saw from that Chiefs team, like you know, who I was, we were, I was watching, and we were like, "Does he know how to play? Did he forget how to play football?" Obviously, I texted you. Is Mahomes done? Like, this was—it's never been lower. They have never been lower than this, and it's, it's scary. It's, it's concerning now because that Titans defense is not only bad, but it was also banged up on Sunday. And, and for still- them to make the Chiefs look like that. And just bully them wasn't it, it's I mean they're on DEFCON one or five, whatever the scale is. Whatever's the worst DEFCON is what's going on in Arrowhead right now, because guess what? The way this team is playing right now, you have no right 
to go into any game. I'm sorry. The Giants, notoriously, you know, over the past couple years, despite, you know, being one of the worst teams in football, they'll just go out and show up to a game like this. Now, I know the Rams game was not like that, but I feel like they don't get blown out too much. And I think, you know, they'll string you along. And this will be a closer game than people realize. Will the Chiefs win? I mean, obviously, that's, you know, the more common sense pick. That's what they're favorited for a reason. But I'm picking the the Giants. It is what it is. If the Chiefs don't win, it is beyond the alarm sign. We're we're past DEFCON. We're going to war. Whatever it is, it's It's nuclear war in Arrowhead. And, you know, my my self-created term – they are now zero and four and coming, or one and four and coming for your head games because the Titans, you know, they are one of those teams that are coming for the Chiefs' heads. One and four now. I mean, that's what it is. And now, I, I mean, this is the third time they've been a flop for me, but I just, I'm just very magnif, you know, magnified to them. It's the Seahawks. I mean, that was uh, that was horrible. That was just absolutely. Just pathetic. You, you told Geno Smith you have no faith in him by running into one of the best rush defenses over the past like five or six years, and it's only at, like Alex Collins is nice, but he's no stud running back. Where it's like, all right, this guy will win the game for us. And you know, if the Saints' receiving core wasn't arguably the worst in the league and one of the worst I've ever seen, this game is not even close. Along with the weather, I mean, you have Tyler Lockett, you have DK. Uh, why Why aren't you throwing at least a little? Tr- just show some kind of trust in Geno Smith. And the team stinks. You know, they're in last. They just flopped on every on every level in my eyes. And there's so many flops this week. I could have gone with the Ravens. But, you know, I just like going to the Seahawks because it's just so ugly what they're doing. You know the Ravens are going to bounce back. That's just was a slap in the face to them. I was like, it was like, all right, reality check. You're not all that. But the Seahawks, disgusting. Like, when you just look disgusting, I'm going to pick you. And that's why you picked the Chiefs, because they look disgusting too. But, yeah, just brutal, brutal, brutal. These two flops. It was an ugly play. It was not entertaining. It was a disappointment. Any word you want to use, that's what it was. It sucked. It especially stinks. Like, I just realized that – while the game was going on, that was the Seahawks' third straight primetime game. And I understand Russ and them are entertaining, but are, are they really warranted three straight primetime games? Like, no. I don't think any team really is. Maybe. Yeah. No, I don't think any team is. Like, there are fun teams to watch, but enough. I don't want to watch any Thursday team. night, Sunday night, then Monday night. Come on. Especially them. Come on. I don't like right. I'll go with my flop player first. And I'm sorry, this is literally a, a you know a dagger in the heart, twist a knife to you. But I think this one, I mean, it's already been solidified, but Sunday was literally the nail in the coffin. It's got to be Brandon Ayuk. I mean, he, he was my honorable mention. <laughs> he was my I, mean, honorable mention. I know he's already been horrible. I don't even think he has 100 yards on the year. We've played seven games. Or they've played six games. Dude, I don't even think he has more than five catches. Let he had two yards. touches for nine yards, uh, a six-yard rush and a three-yard reception, or a six-yard reception and a three-yard rush, one or the other. So he's got two touches. Uh, not great. No. Um, 
and then what somehow wasn't a fumble. Or he got uh, I mean he's the luckiest man in America that wasn't a fumble. Because he kicked what, it into the end zone. That's a that's a tough off, when it was squibbling and he like reached for it, I was already like, What are you doing? And then he mumped it and then kicked it. I mean, I don't know what that's just like he's forever in the doghouse. But before we go on, I, excuse my language, just how the fuck is that not a fumble uh, a, a safety? How? 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 He kicked it into the end zone, and and he made a football move once he had the ball in his hand. Trying to get out of the end zone. To come out of the end zone. You guys got screwed on two games, back-to-back calls, where the safety wasn't called and the scoop and score. Come on. Come on. It doesn't make sense. Come on. I mean, it made – the way they were explaining it and the way John Parry in the booth was like – Oh, the play remained a punt. He like knew it immediately that that wasn't going to be a fumble. What does that mean? It remained a punt. What does that mean? The second he touches it, it's it's a live ball. That rule has got to be changed because I don't think there's a soul in America who's like, oh, don't worry, that's going to be a touchback. Every Colts fan was probably losing their shit. Every 49ers fan was like, what is Brandon Ayuk doing? Thank you. I was, I, I mean, and the fact that they were so, there's always like dysfunction with refs about, like, a call. This call was done in, like, two minutes. They were all on the same page saying, oh, yeah, that's definitely a touchback. How? How? How could you look at that and and make that call? The good thing about that play, though, was that it gave Rigoberto Sanchez, you know, the longest punt in Colts history, 79 yards. So that was cool. And they won. So, you know, it it definitely lessened the blow. But, yeah, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, my. (laughs) He kicked it. He kicked oh, it into the end zone. I've never seen anything like it. Um, okay. So for me, this is a flop on all bases. I mean, really, I, I don't even know what to say about it other than he is just – I don't know if it's the environment, the coaching staff, what we want to call it, but Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. You have, you have not been proving anything lately, and a 1.16 fantasy point showing is pitiful. And I know, I know that you're going to go up against the Bucks defense, which their secondary sucks, so you should be able to throw the ball. But their defensive line is good, so I get it. You don't have a lot of time to throw it. But, like, come on. I mean, if I'm a, Bans, a Bears fan, I'm calling for every coach's head. Matt Nagy, defensive coordinator, offensive line coach, everyone. I'm freaking the fuck out, and I'm going to pray that Justin Fields is not – What's wrong with the team? You're going to pray that he is the answer and that the Ohio State quarterback curse is not coming for him. Yeah, and I mean, I really don't think he's in a position to succeed, but I mean, you still do have Allen Robinson. Why has Allen Robinson thrived with all these other quarterbacks and now he's a ghost? Like Allen Robinson is a droppable player in fantasy. I refuse to do it because I think something has got to click eventually, but it probably won't, and I'm just going to look like an ass. But, you know, I get it. Again, he's not in a position to succeed. But you want to, at the very least, see one or two special plays a game from Justin Fields. Even if you're getting the shit kicked out of you, you want to at least see a play that makes you get off your seat and say, all right, okay, there's something there. Have you seen that in any game? It's just blowout after blowout, turnover after turnover. And I know they've won a few games, but... Maybe not blowout after blowout. I shouldn't say that. But it's just underwhelming performance 
after underwhelming it's performance. Underwhelming performance. That's that's all I'm gonna call it. It's very underwhelming. You said it perfectly. Display these, and I hope, I pray that he's a beast because I really do think he's gonna be. But yeah, so far, you yeah. know, not so great. So and, my second one, and I think he'll bounce back in a big way tonight. But it had to be addressed. Was Aaron Jones? I mean, six rushes. First off, I don't, I don't we're quite get that. One? Are we back in week one again? Like, we're not I, giving I, him the I ball. I don't understand Matt Lafleur. Like that's got to change. And then five catches, which you know is usually nice, for twenty yards. So that stunk. So that's eleven touches for thirty-nine yards out of Aaron Jones, and that's 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 horrible. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. But yeah, with all the receivers out and the Cardinals' run defense not being great, and JJ Watt not being there, I think. Well, their hand will be forced and it'll be a good night for Aaron Jones. But yeah, I mean, just, you know, he's still the running back seven on the year too. So I'm not too worried, but yeah, that was a flop. It's, it's annoying how Aaron Jones and I'm going to blame coaching can have those 40 point fantasy games, but then he's going to put you up seven points and you're like, what, what's happening? Why is he not touching the ball? more? Why is this happening? It doesn't make sense. Um, well, you kind of already said his name, and I'm going to say it right now. He was my honorable mention, but I do want to bring him up because of how disappointing he is. Allen Robinson, he is droppable. You said it perfectly. And I know I, I actually had him and Brandon Ayuk as my honorable mentions because they're on the same level of disappointment. And I think, honestly, Allen Robinson is higher of a disappointment because he was a higher draft pick with more logical upside. I mean, Brandon Ayuk was going in a round or two later than Allen Robinson, and you were kind of praying that Ayuk was going to be really, really good. Um, you were hoping he was going to have that second-year bowler moment. Um, I would even love if he was doing what Michael Pittman Jr. is doing. But he's not, and neither is Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson, to me, is like one of those safe third-round wide receiver fantasy picks that you're like, okay, he's going to score double-digit points, especially in PPR. He's going to get you 10 points, and he's not. He's not even getting you five or four, three. He has been very disappointing, and you said it, he is droppable. He is droppable. I think the most points he's had this year in PBR has been like exactly 10, and that was with a touchdown. Yeah. That's just how bad it's been. And, yeah, just to go back on Ayuk one more time, because, you know, it's it's warranted uh, because he's just – so far into the doghouse. I mean, that's probably the most concerning thing is that you're seeing a bunch of these year two receivers now making that jump, and he's gone the exact opposite direction. Like you just brought up Pittman. I mean, he's making that leap. He's already surpassed his yards from last year in half the games, and he's well on his way to a beautiful season. But, yeah, that's that's very concerning. And, yeah, Allen Robinson, you always assume he's that you know, 12-point floor guy at the very least because yeah. he'll get force-fed the ball. But they can't even get him the ball. And, you know, we didn't bring him up as a rumor, but, you know, maybe someone calls about Allen Robinson. We'll, we'll, we shall see. I would love that. I, I don't want to see him go to the Chiefs because I hate that shit. But if you put Allen Robinson – and I'm going to be sick to my stomach for saying this, but put him on the Packers. Yeah, but you don't have to worry about that because, you know, the Bears will never would, do that. They would never make that trade. But if – if – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. can you imagine Rodgers with Allen Robinson? I give up a first for him. That's if I'm the Packers to get him away from the Bears, I give up a first. Yeah, no, that's for sure. But the Bears, the Bears, that that's just a trade that you know, 
fantasy, you know, in a perfect world, that'd be great to see, you know, him with Devontae Adams. But, you know, that trade is, is never, ever going to happen. Uh, so my last is an obvious one. You know, again, we're beating the dead horse, and we don't have to go too far on it because we, you know, literally five minutes ago talked about it. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean – Oh, I thought you were going to say someone else. Yeah, no, he was the biggest flop. I can't believe I didn't put him. He Well, because you, you picked him as your team, so, like, yeah. it makes sense. You, you knew you were going to cover him. But, I mean, 20 for 35, 206 yards, an interception and a fumble. I mean, I called his fumble. Like, they, Scott, you know, Scott Anson switched over to the Chiefs game. He started running. I was like, oh, he definitely fumbled here. And then he did. His interceptions, I mean. <laughs> Scott, my boy Scott. <laughs> <laughs> we love Scott. But, I mean, these turnovers, it's it's two a game, every game. I feel like it's, what, four or five straight games now with multiple turnovers? It's, it feels like every game this year. It's, it's disgusting. It's terrifying. And, I mean, you have to be freaking out if you're a Chiefs fan because – the past three years, literally everything has gone right aside from the Super Bowl and that AFC Championship game, and now nothing is going right, and they're not in the playoffs. They're not in the playoff picture, and this is not a playoff team. Like, even Mahomes can't save them right now because he hasn't saved them. Uh, and I'm picking the Giants to beat them, and I think all hell will break loose. It's even bolder. It's already bold enough as it is, but it's in the Arrowhead. And I, it's I'm sorry. in Arrowhead. It's I think this might be a game that you catch me if, you know, you go the Chiefs way. But I'm picking the Giants. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Oh, I'm picking the Chiefs purely because you're picking the Giants. That's, I'm going against my logic that I just said about an hour ago. And I'm that picking, could be a game uh, for you. That could be one for you. Um, so my last player, I'm going to kind of – I'm not going to follow the rules. I just want to bring up this guy's name. Usually it's kind of like the – Well, you don't have to say you're not going to follow the rules because you never do anyway. I never so, do. But it's not I, something you have to bring up. Tyler Lockett, you're just becoming a regular. So, like, I'm not going to make you my flop player, but you are flopping week after week. Uh, Mike Davis. Um, I'm okay with him flopping because I love Cordero Patterson right now. proclaimed him to be a flop one week into the season. I love being right, but, like, I am right. Cordero Patterson's the guy. If I was the head coach, Arthur Smith, I'd use and abuse Cordero Patterson, and he is. And thank you. And Mike Davis, you were paying the dividends for not being good at football. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> trade that I even liked, maybe, who knows? He's just very, very underwhelming. And yeah, Tyler Lockett, I was so hyped to get him in the fifth round. I was like, oh, I just robbed Tyler Lockett. And now. It looked I mean, like it. Reach one and two, you look like a god. I should have traded him. That's, so many people said, I'll oh, trade him now, trade him now. This is the best time to trade him. Every, he did it last year, and I, I, I brought that up weeks ago. He, this is what he does. Two weeks into the season, kills it, and then he drops off. Yeah, it's just, just, just unfortunate. Uh, wow. All right, baller's time. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, there weren't many this week, I, there I would were say. Not. There were not. So, I'm curious to see where you go. These are usually the ones where I have no idea that we just wind up you know, blindly crossing paths, but I don't think – we will hear. And this one's another surprising one. I'm setting my bias aside. I'm picking the Patriots. Good. No way. I did not. I did not. Okay, thank God. Thank God. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know they played the Jets and kicked the living shit out of them, but when you drop 50 and you're the first team of the season to drop 50, I got to give you your praise. And I checked that like two or three times to make sure I was reading it right because no one in their right mind would have a 
thought this team would probably score 40 this year, let alone 50. And they're the first through seven weeks to drop a 50 bomb. And I mean, on top of that, it's the 12 straight wins against the Jets. It's just a nonstop dominance over them. Uh, they, they just balled out. I mean, they won by 41 points. It was utter domination from start to finish. And I just got to call that out. Not much more to say because I hate the Patriots and I don't want to praise them anymore, but they're they're my baller team of the week. So two straight weeks. Before you continue, I picked the Titans last week and the Patriots this week. So just let that let that be a sign to people if you ever want to call me biased because I'm not. So we – no, you're not. I'll give you that. And honestly, I'd like to throw myself into that too. I, I don't think I'm biased other than drinking the Viking Kool-Aid time and time again. But for the most part, I try and take my bias out of it, especially – liking the Eagles and trying to root for them and Jalen Hurts' success. Anyway, this pick is definitely taking my bias out of things because oh. as our listeners know, I hate this coach. I prefer to see this team. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. But, but, but I want to talk about a team where I will eat my words. The Bengals are proving me wrong Week in us both wrong. and week out. I am a man who admits when he is wrong, and I was dead wrong about the Bengals. They are the superior team in the AFC North, and I will, it hurts to say, give Zach Taylor credit. Jamar Chase, you're a bad man, but, especially with the spin move, but, 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 after saying that about Zach Taylor, I am completely done with baller teams. I have nothing else to say. It hurts to even admit it but yes good for the Bengals. yeah i'll i'll, I'll take it i'll take it from here because i know you're in pain uh the Bengals have proven many people wrong you know including myself as well shocker i'm wrong a lot i had them at six and eleven they're already at five wins so they're gonna easily surpass it and maybe I had we, them at four and 13 yeah, you had them even lower. we just really underestimated how good joe burrow was and he is a freak. And shout out to him, even though I've lost five in a row in this league regardless. I mean, he's at least maintaining stability at the quarterback spot since I lost Russ and I picked him up and I really haven't missed a beat. But I don't want to even talk about it. Just, I don't even know why I brought it up because it's making me upset. But yeah, uh, shout out to the Ravens. I like They were the obvious choice. And so that's why I kind of didn't pick them. I left them up to you. Uh, you know, the Titans also could have been included but you know I picked the Titans last week I don't need to pick them twice in a row and sorry the Chiefs are no longer a quality win I know they shit pumped to them but there's your honorable mention Titans you balled well, out too well Congrats. honorable mention Tom Brady I mean, if we really... okay we all right we <laughs> that was so unnecessary <laughs> the Bucks yeah, shout out first ever 600 whatever good <laughs> you could you could pick your first player all right. Um, I'm going to try and make this, unless you take one of my players, this is going to be players that I feel like I haven't said their name in a while or players that don't get the recognition for what they've done. And I know I'm going to kind of go against what I'm saying here because this player does get recognition, but AJ Brown, welcome to the baller list. Um, I think you're wide receiver 39 right now. Feels good to say your name again. Eight receptions, 133 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, really, he maybe just needed to get that food poisoning out of his system and cut Mexican food out of his diet, and this is what he's going to do from now. But um, definitely good to say his name again. Feel, feels good. 
And I certainly hope not. I hope he eats nothing but Chipotle this week because he has a tendency <laughs> to go off in Lucas Oil Stadium. I just don't want to see that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, about time. I mean, the guy's a stud, and, you know, it took him seven weeks to show up. I mean, he had a nice game last week, too, uh, second half. But, yeah, he's strung together a couple of good games. Hopefully that stops this week. Um, Jamar Chase, obvious. Eight for 201. That 82-yard touchdown, I mean, I looked away for a second because, you know, there was three guys around him. I was like, all right, nice first down. I turn around, and he's running to the end zone. I was like, what What just happened? So he's a freak. I'll eat my words there. You hit that. You hit it over Sewell. And I'm not even sure how good or bad Sewell is playing, but right now it doesn't matter because Jamar Chase looks like one of the best receivers in football. Uh, maybe, maybe we undervalued that chemistry. We undervalued everything about the Bengals, clearly. And then on top of that, most of those yards were on Marlon Humphrey. So not like he was doing against some schlep. He was doing against one of the best corners in football. Baller. Baller. So I like that. Um, Marlon Humphrey also came out and admitted that he fucked up. So like, good on him to like say, like, hey, I did not have my best game. And, dude, I said it before. That spin move that Jamar Chase had. Disgusting. It looked like he was going down to the ground but was really just spinning out of a tackle. And I was like, that was insane. That was awesome. So I love to see that. Um, another player where I feel like I never bring up his name, but he deserves the credit. And of course, I faced him in fantasy this week because why not? It just that's how it happens. These unknown players or players who don't usually ball go off against me. Um, Damian Harris. Yeah. I mean, barely touched the ball. 14 touches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, killed it. I mean, yes, it's the Jets, but usually the Jets have a good rush defense. So, like, yeah, usually the defense is at the very least solid, and it was anything but. Because I think three running backs on the Patriots put up 12 or 14 or more fantasy points. It was like absolutely insane how many running backs on the Patriots killed it. Pretty sure they all, yeah. I put, like, they all scored a touchdown. JJ Taylor had two touchdowns. Brandon Bolden, you know, Brandon he's alive Bolden. again. I that Brandon Bolden time. I forgot he was in the NFL. I'm fucking shocked. Yeah, he, that's always how he like comes up, and it's because he's only been on the Patriots, I think. But he always has that stretch where they just start falling in love with using him. And you're like, holy shit, Brandon Bolden is still on the Patriots. But yeah, uh, it, it was only a matter of time because he seems to elude me every week, and I don't really know why because he is one of my favorite receivers. Cooper Cup. I mean, how have I not ever included him in a baller? I mean, if I look through all mine, he's probably not on there. I think he's on there because I know you're going to pick him or it just slips my mind. I mean, the dude's done shit no one's ever done. I mean, you're comparing Cooper Cup to Randy Moss because, you know, they're in a sentence alone together. And I mean, 10 for 156 and two touchdowns. I mean, it's getting absurd. Robert Woods is finally turning a corner, but it's never going to catch this, so picking Woods over Cup it was the death of me. Even I, though my team – that's my best team. Imagine I took Cup over Woods. Oh, it'd be over. But, yeah, Cooper Cup's a freak. Can we talk about him as one of the best receivers in football? Like, legitimately yes. talk about yes. that. Dude, he's insane. He's he, Like a top three receiver. I want to consistently hear that. Every time I watch a Rams game and I'm like, oh, who just caught the ball? I'm like, well, of course, it's it's Cooper Cup. or it's the maybe same route always. It's always that out route. <laughs> and he's always oh, wide open. I wish I had fucking uh, Stafford throwing Adam Thielen the ball when he was in his prime. Like, come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's killing it. And actually, 
in my honorable mention, I said, imagine if you picked Cup instead of Woods in the pre-draft projections, you'd be a genius. I know. So, I know. so you were almost there. Just wrong, same same team, same position, yeah. wrong player. So I'll give you some credit and uh, keeping the names flowing. Uh, I think you brought up this player. I don't think I brought up this player before, but the number three tight end in football. Who, if you look at his stats for like the past four games, he's been consistent, consistently killing it. Mike Gesicki. Oh wow! Um, I didn't realize he was that high, dude. Number three tight end in uh, PPR football, seven catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. And Yeah, that'll do it. He's – I mean, I watched a lot of the Dolphins recap to, to prepare for this episode. And, dude, he's fun. I mean, I had Gusecki last year, and the way he, he goes – I mean, he should be called for taunting on every play with the new rules. He just doesn't get called. I wonder why. But he's killing it. And, like, shame on us for not bringing up the Ernest Johnson. Like, that's all I'm going to say. Shame on us. Uh, okay. So my last, and shame on us for not bringing up Alvin Kamara, who almost single-handedly brought me back. I was down by 39 points and he, he fell just short. I lost by four points. He had a 27 point first half. I was like, oh my God, Kamara's going to take this home for me. And then of course fall short because I got confidence, but yeah, he's my honorable mention, but my third baller, he's, he's here. He's arrived. Uh. It's the big bad man, Kyle Pitts. I, I thought mean, you were going to say pick God. I was wrong. I thought you were going to say pick no, God. No, I, I, I refuse to, like, include Colts players unless they, like, really go ballistic because I'm going to talk about them regardless. True, 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 true. Uh, but Pitts, I mean, he finally finally looks like a freak of nature. Like, the first five weeks, you know, they're 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 gone. They're done with our first four games because the Falcons have only played six. They just had a bye. Uh, yeah, he's now on pace to shatter – tight end records as a rookie. I mean, finally, finally, Arthur Smith and Matt Ryan are like, yeah, I mean, Calvin Ridley's nice. Cordell Patterson's nice. But this is the best player on our team. So let's just keep giving him the ball. And he just makes it look effortless. And it's just – he's so – he's just like a, such a cool, unique player. And I'm glad that he's dominating because he's got no reason to dom- not to dominate. So that's my final baller. So – and I went first, so that's that's ballers. That's uh, a yeah, we'll wrap up that's another game. successful baller uh, baller segment. Um, so I assume there's not as much for the Vikings since they're coming off a bye. So I'll let you go first. Yeah, that was a assume. weird assumption. You assume. <laughs> you assume. Well, actually, you did assume right. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, honestly, thank God I don't need to discuss disappointment. So instead, I'm going to talk about positivity. I mean, I'm going to keep it short, brief. Uh, this week we're playing primetime Sunday night foosball on Halloween against the Cowboys. Um, I feel great. I this is the best I felt coming out of a bye week since we started five and zero. The first year we had uh, the U.S. Bank Stadium, and then we just started to suck. That was with um, we, we traded Sam Bradford. And we started five and zero, and that's how good I feel right now. Um, I want to see Kirk light up Trevon Diggs and Justin Jefferson put up 200 receiving yards. Uh, defense needs to play tough and stop Zeke on the ground, but I honestly think we can win this game. Uh, skull, baby. Let's get excited, and I can't fucking wait. Yeah, I mean, I hope they win. Uh, it, I think it will be, not to tip my hand, one of the best games of the week. I mean, you look at the slate of games, this is clearly clearly up there because, it, again, it's looking like a bunch more duds. I really don't think it could get worse than this past week, but we'll see. Uh, 
So that's going to be a fun game. That's going to be a very fun game. And what they've done all season in prime time, that's like heart attack material. And I hope you could watch it because I know there's I'm some complications. I'm to watch it. I'm do <laughs> I know there's some complications, so I hope you don't miss it. All right. I'll try to keep it not too long, but here we are. Three of the last four. We've won two in a row. But as I said earlier, the season is on Sunday. The season, everything that you know I've wanted, everything this team has prepared for is on Sunday. So I will hearken back, if that even is like a real term, it just sounded fun to say, on my initial, they need to win five in a row from one and four. If they win Sunday, I'm, I'm all back in. I'm officially all back in if they win on Sunday. Back-to-back games by double-digit uh, double points. They've won uh, three of their last four, like I said. You know, should have beat the Ravens. This team should be four and three. They're clearly better than their record is. At this point in time, you know, people can see that this is a team that should have a better record. They played, you know, top-of-the-line team is tough. Haven't beaten them. That's where, you know, the hesitance is there because their three wins are against teams with combined four wins. So, yeah, time to go. You know, now it's time to break some shit down. Oh, I think the revival season is, you know, I think it's forming. Over the past four weeks, the highest passer rating in football, Mr. Carson Wentz, still has one, only one interception this year. The haters are furious that they called that back. But, you know, if you just do There's some simple looking at a replay, a see a defensive lineman hit the ball, and they were in a monsoon, so the ball slipped. He gets a pass. Uh, he's balling out. I know he only had 150 yards. He didn't play great. I'm not going to try to sell that he played great on Sunday, but he was playing in a monsoon, so I really think benefit of the doubt can be given. Uh but he made the most important plays and throws when they mattered. I mean, second and 15, he just scrambled, ran, took a huge hit, got right up, emphasized the first down. I mean, he just looks like he's having fun again. And that's something they haven't had in three years, which was just QB mobility. And, you know, you and I, we talked about Phillip Rivers a lot last year. I loved having Rivers. I'm not afraid to say that if they had Phillip Rivers last night, they lose that game. I don't see them winning that game with Phillip Rivers. I just... The mobility was was huge last night for Wentz it, or on Sunday. It was it was huge. So he's he's definitely not killing them. I mean, eleven touchdowns or twelve touchdowns to one pick this year. He's not turning the ball over, so that's that's massive. You could argue this man is the second best running back in football right now. I mean, Nick Chubb I think does have a solid argument because the amount of yards he has with two missed games is insane. But I mean, Jonathan Taylor has been on an absolute tear. An absolute tear. There was a time when people complained that they traded up for him. I mean, anyone who's complaining now should be slapped in the face. I mean, six touchdowns in the last four games. He didn't have any in the previous three, so he scored in the last four. He's third in scrimmage yards this year, second in rushing. I mean, 18 for 107 and a touchdown, almost six yards a carry. He's a freak. The man is a freak. He's dealing with a little rib thing, but he was a full participant in practice today. So we love that. It's time. I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited. I, mean, I think your entire season would be completely different if you did beat the Rams. And that was a close game. And, and, the, and, the, and the Ravens. The Ravens win would have been the initial turning point, but maybe yeah. this week. But I'm not done. I mean, it's time. Michael Pittman Jr. I mean – 
You know, <laughs> they started with that initial deep bomb. Uh, it took to the fourth quarter for me to win my fan- fantasy game as well because I had Pittman. I only needed him to score 10.6, so I was worried for a little for a while because they stopped throwing to him. But then in the fourth quarter, two first downs, and then, I mean, the jump ball touchdown, which was so beautiful. And even, whether or not T.Y. is coming back, I think, you know, especially in the Ooh. rain, go, stop Ooh. it, going Ooh. deep. He and comes go, and back for the Texans game and the dips. He's such a Going not only you know he went deep and converting on two huge third downs in the monsoon rain. He's got the ultimate trust in Pittman. Four targets, four catches. He's drawing all the pass interferences in football because no cornerbacks know how to cover him, so they just you know rip him down because they cannot cover this monster. He's on pace for eighty-five catches, a little over twelve hundred yards. And zero drops. Every time the ball is thrown his way, it's just caught so fluidly. I love this man. And Taylor and Pittman, it's a weekly battle with who's going to outperform who, whose jersey do I want. Nonetheless, I'm going to get them both. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. What's he, I don't even know why that was a conversation. That was, that was crazy. Yeah. You know it's going to be both. I'm going to get both regardless. Big man Mo Ali Cox. I mean, another touchdown. He's got a touchdown in back-to-back games. Four on the year. And Mark Marcus Brady. He, he said, if we're going to try to start getting him the ball more. I don't know why you're going to no, try. It took, it took don't just long. try. Do. Do. Long. Just do. And, like, what – I don't know. The Vikings game last year was all they should have needed to know that this guy's a freak. I'm sorry to bring that back up. but We just can't beat you. I don't know. <laughs> I think – I mean, I think Moali Cox is – I think he's finally making that leap. It had a lot to do with, you know, snaps with Doyle, but I think they're finally seeing, all right, this guy is just better at everything, literally everything. His route running might not be the best, but the dude's six foot seven. You've seen it. I've seen it. Everyone's seen what his hands do to an NFL football. It looks like a Nerf ball. He's a matchup nightmare. Keep feeding him. Quentin Nelson was back. Braden Smith looks like he's on the way, and Chris Reed is an absolute stud. So the offensive line looks to be coming back. Like I said, Rigoberto Sanchez, Special team player of the week, amazing. And Darius Leonard, the man's playing on one ankle. He has more takeaways than 15 teams. Insanity. Absolute insanity. So the season is on the line on Sunday. We'll see what happens. They're starting to take form. I mean, that Julian Blackman injury was just a stab in the heart. But the offense is making making moves. We'll see what happens. So if they get past Tennessee... You get to four and four. You get the Jets at home on a short week. Hope you, you hope that's a win. You get the Jags at home. We don't know what that'll be. You hope that's a win. If you're looking at six and four going to Buffalo, you're looking pretty. So I'm not I'm not looking ahead because this is going to be a very tough game. I do think they'll win. I I because here's my point. Here's my home run point. Actually, I'm just going to segue it. So, yeah, that's my stance on the Colts. Matchups of the week, I'm just going to go right into it. I think the Titans and the Colts is the matchup of the week. It's got some of the biggest implications of all. I'm sorry. I said one. I said that the Vikings and the Cowboys were one. I, don't, I think I should have been able to lead into the, the games of the week. Well, because um, I'm just, like, on a roll right now, so yeah. I have to go right into it. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure – I, I texted you to make sure you had a, a honorable mention for games of the week. 
Because oh, I you meant like our game of the week for week seven. I didn't know you oh, meant. Oh no! Oh no! Because I did not follow the rules. Um, I'm actually staying with both clown teams as my games of the week, and wow, I'm taking okay. the Colts and the Titans and the Vikings and the Cowboys. I am okay. fired up for our games. I know this. I, like I said earlier, like next week will be a huge. You know. It will be a big tell of how this week went. We got two massive games this week. I mean, the hype is slow. If we both win this week, oh my god, next week will be next week will be electricity. Next week will be the best episode ever. But yeah, I'll just be brief because I know I've been talking for a while. Titans Colts, you know, some of the biggest implications. I think the Colts win, and it's not based on any sound logic. I just think I'm just going to go based on a little pattern I've noticed. Bills beat the Chiefs, blow the Chiefs out. Everyone's on the Buffalo Bills bandwagon. This is the best team in football. What do they do the next week? They fall apart. They lose in Tennessee. That same week, the Ravens kicked the shit out of the Chargers. Oh, my God, the Ravens, they're back. The 14-2 Ravens are back. What did we just see? Got the shit kicked out of them by the Bengals. The Titans are coming in riding high. They beat the Bills, they just annihilated the Chiefs. People are starting to get on the Titans train. I don't like that the Colts are the favorites in this game. I really don't like that. But maybe the Titans are the next AFC top dog to get humbled. I'm hoping. I'm praying. And that's why I'm going with the Colts. Not okay. any great logic, but a pattern that I hope continues. I was, the floor is yours. The, well, I already the, – the whole episode, this is what I was looking forward to most, to be able to take two different games here and to just not follow the rules. But you went first. I, I don't get to take away any of your pride and joy, <laughs> which is disappointing. So I, I'm Vikings-Cowboys since you took my secondary team where I was just going to say fuck the rules. But that's okay. Let's let's get to the real – where the real uh, – the nitty-gritty oh, yeah. of it, the 200-point lineup recap. Oh, you don't want to no. say anything? Oh, well, yeah, you you really went into the Vikings and the Cowboys. So, yeah, we'll do. I'll start. I'll start. It's okay. So, I got to we continue. All right. So, I had a rough week, 131.96. And Stern, to the listeners. Stern had a very good week, 161, I believe. But neither of oh, us had no, 200. No, no, no. One, 168. Oh, 168, whatever. Neither of us had 200, so there was no real winners, if you ask me. But, yeah, you get the first pick. Dude, 200 is tough. 200 is very 200's tough. 200's not easy. It's not easy. Um, I'm going to take Cooper Cup. <laughs> you really? First, I thought this was going to be the week I was going to get him. First overall, Cooper Cup. Come on. Whatever. Whatever. I don't care. I'm riding with my dog. I'm sticking on the Jonathan Taylor train because he's a freak, and I think he will pay dividends once again. Good. I'll be taking Derrick Henry. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I feel like this one is going to bite me. I really do feel like this is going to bite me. I don't even really want to do it, but I'm going to. Because this, this matchup is primed for a letdown spot, but I'm taking Joe Mixon against the Jets. Outstanding. I'll be taking Alvin Kamara again. Okay. I'm not I'm I don't know about Kamara this week. Kamara scares me against against the Saints. 
All right. Kamara right. against the Saints. I didn't know he got traded. Against, against, <laughs> against the wall. Okay. Uh, good for you. Again, you know, I, I applaud. Let me just take Cooper Cup off my list because that's not happening. I'm going to take C.D. Lamb. Good. Good for you. I'll be taking Travis Kelsey. No, you took my – that's fine. He was my secondary tight end this week. You got Pitts, number one. Uh, you'll see when I pick my tight end. <laughs> Don't worry about who I may or may not have. Uh, hmm. This is tough. I have a lot of names still here. I mean, I'm just going to – this is maybe not the best idea because they're on the same team, but I got to go with the hot hand. I mean, Jamar Chase is good, one of the best receivers in football right now, so I can't ignore that. Najee Harris. Coming off the bye, he slipped my mind. That's my fault. That's my fault. Okay. I did hear – I did hear this. You said you were picking the the Jags over the Seahawks. Yes. And this man will have a big reason why. I'm taking James Robinson in the flex. Okay. I will be taking Josh Allen as my quarterback. All right. I thought you would. And Josh Allen was my number one because he does own – he owns them. He owns the Dolphins. Josh Allen is a part owner of the Dolphins. So, good pick. Uh, hmm. So, you took your quarterback and your tight end. I, I'm done with running backs and receivers. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams defense against the Bills. I mean, against good. the Texans. Good. Good. They're my secondary. I will be taking Tyler Bass. Oh. oh. I was hoping you were going to go defense. Not after I'm going to take Mr. Koo. Young Huku. All right. I'll be taking Justin Jefferson. He was on my list, but I like I like who I have. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Stafford again. I mean, he just rewards every single week, and he's going against the Texans, so I think he'll go off. And I will take the Bills to finish off my team. I got everyone I wanted. Uh, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase were the only two that I had. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to finish with my tight end. I will be taking Kyle Pitts. Good. Yeah, he was All right, so we, we, you know, I know we did a little in-depth for each pick, so it might have gotten lost in the shuffle. So briefly, just run your team down. All right, Top I got Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Daddy Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, Najee Harris, the Buffalo Bills, and Tyler Bass. All right, I got Stafford, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase. Kyle Pitts, James Robinson, the Rams defense, and Young Huku. So on paper, your team definitely looks like the better team, but guess what? Fantasy is not one on paper, and I think I'm going to outscore you this week. You know, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara are the obvious, you know, top-of-the-line running backs. So I think Joe Mixon, you know, I think Joe Mixon will surprise us all this week, and we'll see what happens. We'll see if this – it's a cat. Don't worry. Eventually – We'll get to that kind of, you know, 
feature and technology where you could see us. So apologies that you cannot see Stern's cat, but the cat has made an appearance. We love that. But I think I'm going to outscore you this week. I'm going to say that very hopefully. I, I don't know if it will happen, but we'll see. Good. Um, Thursday night, we'll be- <laughs> We left the cliffhanger earlier in this episode, but we are circling all the way back. And we'll just, you know, leave it where we left off. But the Cardinals still on undefeated watch at seven and zero. But there's a lot of injuries tonight, Stern. What 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 are you what are you thinking? Because I know this was the game that you said the Cardinals were gonna get their first loss. If you took all the injuries away, I think that the Packers would win. With the injuries, it kills me to say this, and I pray to God I'm wrong. I would love nothing more than to be wrong right now. But I'm taking the Packers 27-22. Uh, let's get a weird score going on. Um, Kyler, I need you to score a rushing touchdown or two and throwing one to D-Hop. So let's make that happen. Let's uh, let's have a game, Kyler. Honestly, I'd like you to have more than 22 points scored, but that's just how I feel right now based on injuries. What are you doing? You're going to absolutely hate me right now. I'm also taking Green Bay. I have a feeling. I don't know what it is. You know, everyone is just, you know, putting them dead in the water because their receivers are done for the game. And, you know, it's just going to be a Cardinals blowout. I think the humility moment is coming for this Cardinals team. And, you know, we could probably look back on this tomorrow morning. It's already a bad omen that we're both picking the Packers because we might both look like idiots tomorrow morning or midnight tonight. I hope so. I hope so. I hope we're idiots. I just have this weird feeling that Aaron Rodgers is going to pull something out of his ass and pull off this upset. I mean, this is a great start for Cliff Kingsbury and this Cardinals team. But here we are in prime time now, and we know where their season changed last year. It was a Thursday night primetime game against the Seahawks after the Hail Murray. Everything changed. So for the Cardinals, you win this game. And if you win it in convincing fashion, that's a huge statement. They should get the respect they deserve at 7-0. But if this... they lose, they will not They will not be seen as a 7-1 team should. There will be a lot of questions. But I just – I think Aaron Rodgers is going to find a way. I don't know. Based off of what, I don't know. Maybe it's because last week the Broncos should not have lost to the Browns who were who had 9 million injuries. Uh, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do something. You know, where he's still on that redemption tour. Oh, you don't think I can win without Devontae against the best teams? Well, let me show you. Like 6-0 with him, without him or something? Yeah, they don't lose without him. I think this will be a big Aaron Jones game. J.J. Watt, I mean, that's already a bad omen for the Cardinals. Uh I think the Packers are going to win 26-24. All right, so we got pretty similar scores. Um, I'm watching the pregame right now. you got the the Cardinals and they're all black unis. Um, I do like those a lot. Honestly, I I think this could be the second best Thursday night game behind opening week with uh, the Cowboys and the Bucks. Um, Hopefully it's the best. I mean, I am praying to God that this is a good game because I just can't handle – Another crappy game of football. I need yeah. electricity right now. The last three primetime games have been quite bad. Yeah, you got the St. Seahawks, Colts, 49ers, and then I almost turned the off the Eagles Broncos. game. The huh? what was the Thursday night football Eagles game? Is that two weeks ago now? Oh yeah, yeah, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, Thursday night football has been 
it needs this. It needs this. So we hope, we hope for a good game. Yeah. Hope for a classic because it's getting hyped up as one of the biggest Thursday night games of all time. Can we please stop with that? I don't want to hear that, please. But yeah, Packers for both of us. You will not be gaining a game on me here. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. I do think, I do think this will be a good week. I'm hoping for wins for both of us. These are two huge games, and the energy will be on another chart. So with that being said, you got you got anything else, sir? That's it, my man. Nice, nice, pretty clear cut episode. Um, I'm excited. This is a good one. Yeah, this was a good one. I mean, the vibes are getting high. The vibes are getting high. So nothing else from me. That'll wrap it up. Thank you, as always, for sitting down, tuning in. Hope you enjoyed. Peace.